You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Once again, with the Lakers Fast Break podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated. The Lakers, once again, pull out a victory. It is 96-95 victory over the Boston Celtics. And, and here today to talk about what's going on with the Lakers with five great things is a good man indeed. You got to check him out at Lakerholics.com. He's got his five great things articles up each and every time out. When you can, check it out. It's an awesome read. It is Jamie Sweet. And I want to thank you so much for stopping by. We truly appreciate it. I'm getting to the point where I, I want LeBron to sit out some games. I know that for him, it's a source of pride, kind of same thing that Kobe would do. And, and I, I applaud and appreciate that, but there's nobody paying 150 bucks to come and sit in the stands to see you. Everybody already has paid for their cable package. Like you're good, bro. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be there at the end. You gotta be there at the end. You gotta be a little fresher than he looks this season. He just looks a little, you know, a little, a little, content to and again maybe it's just early season like ramping up activity the way he does and 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 that's fine but i i'm a little worried about braun this season i don't know why same way i was worried about detroit i can't there's nothing i can point to to say why the worry exists but it's just looking at the way he plays looking at the way he's moving he seems to be hedging his bets physically which you know is fine it just means we need something somebody else like schroeder or caruso or tht or somebody to shoulder the load. And, you know, I will also add that the Lakers absorbed another like disappearing act game from KCP, who was essentially a, a no show in his 20 minutes. Great game by the Laker bench, especially Trez. Trez yeah. had a phenomenal game. Won the bench by 20 points. Yeah, yeah, no, the bench showed up huge. The bench bailed out our starters. You know, when you get nothing from two out of your five starters, it's usually difficult well, we to win. One point. We got one point from them. From which one, Gasol or KCP? at the free throw line. I mean, okay, fifty percent from the free throw line. Right. I mean, that's the. This is the thing that's gonna. That's this is the thing that's gonna be the the great debate this season. Did the Lakers fritter away McGee and Howard for no reason in order to go for Gasol? I mean, it's easy to shake our heads now. You know, we're we're gonna see. There's definitely. I'm not saying that Gasol is not the problem. I'm just saying that. the, the solution wasn't McGee or Howard. 
No, and I agree with both of you on that. I will just wow. say this. We'll it's see. it's the inside defense. I'm worried more. Not uh, Hey, there's Lee Rob. All right. L Rob is here as well. Up, I'm not, hey, I just want I just wanted hey, to say right. that that with Marcus saw, it's not the problem as far as not giving enough offensively. It's no. the defensive side of the ball, which I'm concerned about. And they're giving up a ton of points in the paint when he is on the floor. He can't rotate. And inside, he cannot jump or give you anything of that nature. I mean, people are just jumping over him right and left and people getting around around him right and left. Those are the issues I have with him. It's not necessarily whether he gives you anything offensively. It's the fact that defensively, he's just not the player anywhere near what he once was. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the biggest issue. And that we traded away two. I mean, not that Gasol, hasn't, Gasol himself is an all-defensive player, granted, years ago as was the case with Howard, uh, as was the case with Bradley Beal. But we, we lost a lot of defensive tenacity, and I don't know that we replaced it with enough offense. The problem with offense, especially in games like, like what we saw tonight, you know, if your jump shot isn't falling, the, the thing that was great about a Howard or a McGee is that they were a release valve for the LeBron James pick and roll. Like, inevitably, there would be a couple of possessions a game where a guy wouldn't get back to the center, and they would just roll to the basket for an easy lob. And those baskets are gone. Those baskets do not exist for this team anymore. Uh, yeah, no transition at all. I mean, no uh, transition. Yeah, you could almost count on one on one hand the times the Lakers got out on the fast break. It's not that is a concern to me. I agree. Yeah. Did we win I the agree. game or not? We did. Well, yeah, I'm, but, but I'm looking at I'm looking at season long trends that are already that are already developing. And, and these are concerns are be an issue Tom, that you have even mentioned yourself. And, right. and these sure, are things I know, that but the, the glass I mean, the glass is getting emptier every second that we talk here. Well, yeah, well the only reason milk jokes, chicken. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will tell you this. I mean, it is great that the Lakers won, but I'm just these one point victories were in earlier times 10 point victories, 15 point victories, and I'm concerned that just the Lakers are not doing some of the things that we saw them do that won them the championship last year. And here, well, okay, bob your head back and forth. All <laughs> yada, 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 yada. All right, well, Mr. Yada, yada himself, Laker Tom, the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com, is here to yada, yada himself. <laughs> Again, Schroeder, I like the fact he's aggressive and he's going to get you into trouble, but he's also going to get you out of it as well. Well, Dennis basically made the big three-point play that won the game for the Lakers. Yeah. You know, I understand the the I have the same concerns, you know, about Marcus All at this point in time and in fact, I'm in the middle of an article where I've traded him three times in the same article. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not totally poo-pooing the concern, but on the other hand, look at this game. The Celtics had a sensational game from from Tatum and Brown and Daniel Thice had a fantastic game and they and and the Lakers really played terrible they lost the points in the paint by 20 mm -hmm. they were saved by some good play from the bench mm -hmm. um Gasol had two starters basically not show like you said and we still won by a point mm -hmm. on our on our sixth game in a road on a 12 game road trip, you know, it, so you just have to, you just have to keep perspective and realize that these are every season you go through these periods of time where the team just is not clicking. And, right, at the right, same time, and you get, and you get the best, you get the best thrown at you by every team that you meet. Let me ask and you this. I just, still won the game. I just want to ask you this real quick, Tom. In your opinion, that last two minutes on the lack of execution, 
This has happened more than once this year as far as the Lakers not executing in those last two minutes. Is that of any concern to you? I'm not as worried about Braun because I think, you know, listen, sometimes you have those turnovers and and he is not the greatest ball handler in the world. Um, I'm more concerned about AD because this is not the AD that was in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, and missing free, missing key free throws, being hesitant to shoot, taking tougher shots than he had to take, not making a move to get to the basket. And I, and I think that's sort of a, a malaise that sort of settled on the team over the last few games. Um, and I think they'll get out of it. I don't, I think even, even with that, even with all of those problems and everything and how well the other teams have been playing against us, you know, we're still the best team in my opinion. And I'm not worried about that. And I think that you just, it's, it's easy to overreact and overanalyze the particular games. Um, I am worried about, I am worried about the two things that Jamie brought up, which is eighties play and, and basically the lack of rim protection. Supposedly our theory was that we were going to, trap double and hedge on pick and rolls in order to stop ball handlers from getting easy shots. And we, therefore we wanted to play the way we did with Morris and, and AD, you know, and a lot of flying all over the court and so forth. Well, so we got rid of the rim protectors and we thought we had a couple of guys who could take that up. Well, they haven't taken it up because the rim protection sucks, but what's worse than that is the two guys that we brought in haven't played the way that they have to on the perimeter. They haven't been able to, we didn't see a whole lot of, of trapping and hedging today, you know, stopping guys from getting to the basket. And it's, and it's because there are some problems with the defensive intelligence of Harrell and the defensive ability, physical ability of, of Gasol. Um, And, and and as far as the, the easy dunks that you were talking about from somebody being in a dunker position, the problem is, is if you get the ball to Gasol in those positions, he can't even get up there to dunk the ball. Yeah. Nope. So, right. I mean, that's why I traded him three times this afternoon. Well, with the AD, <laughs> that'll, that'll I just... Be on, that'll be I on Lakerholics.com tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will be. But AD, I just don't see the help blocks that you saw last year him no. getting. And, and uh, I, I just don't see the team in transition as much as they, they should be. That, those are the concerns well, I have right I, I now. I think the other teams make adjustments for those things. I think what yeah. you saw would do – you didn't see a whole lot of aggressive uh, follow rebounding by any of the teams on this road trip. Everybody, the minute a shot goes up, everybody is sprinting back just yeah. trying to make sure that we don't get easy baskets. And those are things that will happen as teams make adjustments. But, you know, we, we didn't play well. You know, uh, no, and line. we still won. We, we didn't we, play well, and we still won. Yeah, and we didn't play well in Philadelphia, and we should have won that game. And we should so, have won, right? And we didn't also, play well in uh, <laughs> we didn't play well in uh, in between those two games in Detroit, and uh, and we got shellacked at the end of the game. Yes, yes. Well, that's not, it. Is the NBA, folks? Detroit, Detroit never happened. Detroit never happened. It was a trap. But uh, <laughs> getting back to, yeah, I know it's a trap. It's a trap, but. We did win in Boston. Good game today for Dennis Schroeder. But here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his conversations that he has all the time at Lakerholics.com. It is L. Rob. And L. Rob, thanks again for joining us. I want to hear your impressions on the bench today. Montrez Herald for the past two games. I mean, these were really the first two games all season that he's really not performed at all anywhere near what the expectations were. Today, he showed exactly why he deserves to be a part of this Lakers team. 
Yeah, I, I agree 100%, Gerald. Trez, offensively at least, he was, yeah. he, he was lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, uh, THT got him a couple shuffle passes to get him going easy, little buckets in the, in the, in the lane. And, uh, you know, he was doing work. He was around the glass. He was, he was aggressive, but. About three Kuz, block shots too. Three block shots. Kuz was hitting his three ball. So, and Kuz, I, I thought it was a mistake by not having Kuz in the game at the end and having Harold in defensively. I just think he would have gave him a little more flexibility against, against Brown and Tatum. And I almost jumped out on seat when he let uh, when he let Tice get uh, Tice get that offensive rebound. It's like, dude, you got one thing to do at the end of the game. I had the- one job. You're you're between. They've never you. heard of blocking out, Lee. They have not heard of blocking out. It almost cost you the game. It's like you can't have lapses like that if you want to win a championship. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of on the side of of uh, Jamie and Gerald. Uh, Tom, I, I mean, I know it's a win, but man, I, and it's against the Celtics, but man, it's hard to feel good about just the way we played. But yeah, um, but yeah, I thought the bench was good. The bench did their job, but you got KCP giving you zero, you got Casal giving you zero, so that's you know, you got 40% of your starters giving you nothing today. KCP, yeah. you talked about the running game, he had a wide open, I mean, he had an open layup and he couldn't finish it. He's passing up shots, it's like. I mean, I don't know what's the matter with him, but today he definitely wasn't into the game. He's a slow starter. He's a slow yeah. starter. He, he's Again, it comes down to the point yes. where he's streaky. He's a very streaky individual, and there could be games where he's silent and he disappears. And the thing is, he can produce for you when it matters the most, as we saw in the finals. So I'm never going to question that. The question is heart there. It's just that mm-hmm. his type of mentality and his type, the way he plays, he either has to get really involved right off the get-go or, you know, he's just not that guy that comes in the second or third quarter and can produce for you. He needs to be involved right from the get-go or else he just gets, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a lack of focus or he just says, you know what, I'm going to become, it's everybody else's game. It's not my game today and just leaves it leaves alone. But you just, it's a matter of, you have to keep individuals like that that are not going to take it upon themselves to go ahead and go all the way like that. Like LeBron, LeBron, if he has a bad first quarter, he's going to go ahead and make up for it in the second, third or fourth. He just does, you know, not every player has that kind of makeup and it just looks like KCP. KCP is just a matter of him going at it and he needs to have the ball early and often in order to head to stay focused and in this game. But Laker Tom mentioned it as far as, yeah, just take, take shots. They're there for him. Yeah. I mean, when you run the offense, he's got shots. He's just kind of hesitating and then not pulling the trigger. So He's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league, so statistically, so you yeah. would think. Yeah. I know Kuzma will shoot it for him, that's for sure, if he doesn't. So, Well, a lot of, a lot of it, you have to also respect the fact that I think that I heard just right before I jumped onto the podcast that this was probably one of the best games all year by the Celtics defensively. And there weren't a whole lot of wide open shots the way that we've seen earlier. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to be shooting those wide open shots. And I, you know, I've always felt that we don't take enough threes, especially when we're open, you know, you've, you've, you've got to, you, it's, it's hard to do it. We outshot them from three points, but you know, we shot, 29% from three, we shot 44% from the field. And once again, we shot 67% from the line. You know, free throws are going to kill us if if we can't get that straightened out. Those are the things that hurt. I, I never mind, I don't mind turnovers because turnovers 
at least the ones I don't like the ones like LeBron just lost the ball, but turnovers when you're trying to make an aggressive pass or a good play, um, those are fine for me. It's the unforced errors that kill you. But what what like really around the back is that passed Anthony Davis for the you know, nobody's nobody is defending you when you're at the free throw line for God's sakes, you know. I mean, every guy here probably can shoot sixty seven percent from the line. I mean, you can't count on Boston shooting 64% from the line. I mean, you right. you did outshoot them today, but when you're talking 68% on your own side, right. that's not much to brag about. So You really uh, can't but, count on Kimball Walker going one for 12. Yeah, well, the no. thing is well, here, actually, so far this year, you yeah, pretty much can. <laughs> Kimba, since the bubble, has not been has the same. He's really had problems. Yeah. Even uh, since yeah. the knee injury before the bubble. Yeah, he was I agree. Ramping up, they were trying to isolated for i'm surprised that he didn't have surgery after that to see i mean if you, yeah. it's got to be something if you'd have told me now exactly who he, easy thought shot he had to make there at the end was hmm? a good move, that pull up that he missed i thought i thought it was going to go in it almost but, did his shot looks good he's just not getting lift yeah, on it. hit the heel and came popping back out thank god but and if you'd have told her bounce before dice could get that shot up there but if you'd have told me who was the best uh, player after brown and also tatum I'm going to tell you it's Marcus Smart right now because you know since I've the bubble, since smart. his knee, his his knees, the Celtics. Yeah, and and you know since the knee trouble with with Kemba Walker, he's not been the same player. Uh, I mean, just seeing him now is it's kind of painful to watch because of how good he was with the Hornets. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. The Lakers, again, they eked out the victory 96 to 95. But Laker, Tom, I wanted to hit on something where you were talking about positioning out. And you were joking with L-Rob that nobody does it anymore and positioning out. If anybody should go ahead and try to put a body on people, it should be Marcus Saul. And I don't see him doing that. He's close to 300 pounds, seven feet tall, and he's not <laughs> doing that. I see him try to jump with these players. And it's almost comical. You know, I mean, it, you, you look at these guys who've looked at all of the legends. They've gone and watched Kobe and how he makes moves. And they've watched Shaq's footwork and how he gets free underneath and so forth. They ought to go back and watch somebody like like Dennis Rodman or Moses Malone. Malone and understand how much you can control just by totally dominating position. Well, Rodman's Gilmore. probably the best. Rodman's, Rodman's the best at it because of his sheer size compared uh, to what who he is playing no against. they don't i mean you know it's just guys have runways to to dunk the ball and and uh off of those things you know it's inter one interesting thing i thought about this game 
And it'll be interesting to see if this is a trend that's happening because the Lakers with an 11-man rotation is – I've always been screaming all year that an 11-man rotation is a nightmare. And you basically either have to narrow it down to nine players or sit two people every game in order to you know give people rest. But you just can't play 10 or 11. Which is what um, they did today. Today, they sat two people, Morris and – and Matthew. they sat the two people who basically I think have been the least contributors and they moved uh, THT up into the nine man rotation. And I thought Talon played very well tonight. Yes. Everybody complains about his defense, but his defensive rating is second on the team behind Caruso and under a hundred, at least before this game and probably still will be. Yeah. He had two steals tonight, four rebounds, two assists, six points, some great baskets underneath. And I, and I think that, he's going to be pushing to be getting more and more playing time. I know that there's a tendency and, and Jamie commented about it on the article that I, I wrote for Lakerholics.com about who's going to be the point guard of the future for the Lakers. Is it Dennis Schroeder or is it Taylor Horton Tucker? And and the coaches basically feel that Horton Tucker is a point guard. He, that's the role he's going to play in this team. He's a playmaking guard. He's not a shooting guard. Well, I want to go ahead and ask L Rob this real quick, if I can, uh, L. Rob, when you watched the game today, and and you saw what you saw, I mean, are you coming out of it? I mean, obviously, he's satisfied that the Lakers are our victors, but do you really have that great sense of of accomplishment? I mean, I felt better, to be honest with you, when the Lakers just narrowly losing to Philadelphia and the way they played and the way they came back, rather than today where they just barely escaped after two minutes of poor execution. Which do you come out with a better perception of when it comes to the Lakers? Well, I mean, in the Philly game, you you get Joel Embiid and Simmons. And, I mean, Philly's a better team than Boston. And they play much better at home. Yeah, and I thought we fought better against Philly despite losing. But against Boston, I mean, there's I – mean, you know, trap – you wait until the fourth quarter to start trapping Tatum. If you trap Tatum and those guys – you know, make make Marcus Smart score. He doesn't yeah. want to score. You're going over the picks. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the strategy. LeBron, I love you, but you got to check one of those guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, I mean, he did in the what? I think late in the third quarter, he went on ahead and started checking Tatum. But we can't check Caruso yeah. checking Tatum and Schroeder checking. I mean, Brown. I mean, come on, guys. So but you no, know. I, Defense in the paint. I didn't. I don't feel good about it. So no, I didn't really like this game. I guess Gerald. I, I got a lot of things I could say. I You're didn't like, like me. You're like me. I mean, we're yeah. we're all glass half full, Tom. Today. I mean, I was <laughs> glass full when it came to Philadelphia because I really saw a lot of good things. When you're playing Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is so front loaded as far as home is concerned. With Boston, they had this game. I, I mean, even when they were down by seven, you felt that the Lakers could go ahead and just turn it on a dime because Boston just doesn't really outside of Tatum and Brown have enough to convince people that they can go ahead and beat a team like the Lakers. I'm sorry, Tom. It's just that, just the way that that it comes across. And are we wrong on that? Because I mean, I seemingly Jamie and L Rob agree with me on that. And I don't mean it to be a you versus them, but I mean, these are the observations we have that they look. I I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who watches our podcasts that, that generally, I'm probably more optimistic than you guys, and you guys look at yourself as being more realistic. That's just the way that the cookie crumbles. I, I think Elrod made an interesting point because the way we won the championship last year was doubling, trapping, and hedging 
every time there was a big time scoring ball handler with the ball. Yeah. And we're not going to do that to the extent that we did in the playoffs during the regular season. But that was the defensive change that led to us getting rid of Howard and McGee because they became unplayable because they couldn't go out there and do that. They couldn't double like that. Now, unfortunately, the way that free agency went, we didn't pick up guys that could do that. We picked up guys who were better offensively, Harrell and, and Gasol, that could add things. You know, Gasol especially being able to stretch the floor with a, the ability to shoot the three. But that's becoming less and less important as he takes fewer and fewer threes. And pretty soon people are going to sit there and say, go ahead and shoot him, Mark. We're going to clog the paint anyway, just because right. that we want to keep LeBron and AD out of there. So I, I think part of what you're seeing now, in, and there was a great article uh, at Lakerholics.com. I can't remember who it was that wrote the article, but it basically was saying that this is this is the practice games for the Lakers. They've only had six practices all season so far. And these practice games, basically, these games are when they're practicing. They're and and Frank is trying all of these crazy lineups and everything, and and tr- trying to make sure the veterans get playing time and so forth. Maybe hiding Horton Tucker so that he doesn't get a big offer in free agency. You know, I mean, there's all of these things happening, trying to keep everybody happy on the team and trying to keep them all together. I'm hoping that maybe we're seeing a stop on that. I'm hoping we're going to see a nine-man rotation start to develop some some chemistry within these guys, each having a role, knowing when they're going to come in, how long they're going to be playing, who they're going to be playing with, because that makes a lot of difference. When you're, it's just like pickup games. You go out to the gym, and you're you got four new guys, three new guys that are you're playing on four on four. The next game, you got another guy, another set of players. You don't develop that, and you know, unless you're really good and you can hold court and win next every time, then pretty soon after a while, you start to get some rhythm. The Who's Lakers haven't nine had a chance to do that except for one lineup, which is a starting lineup. The starting lineup, even with Gasol, has been one of the best five lineups in the NBA so far. No, it's, we're doing well, but I'm, my question, Tom, who's in your nine-man rotation right now? The, the guys who played tonight? The nine guys who played tonight. I, I leave you. I leave Morris out at this point in time because he's played yeah. terribly, and that I was... leave and I leave West Matthews out because he hasn't played well. No, I agree. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would I rather see THC what, get. I well, Jamie, I want to ask you get these minutes. Yes, I wanted to ask you this real quick. When it comes to the actual game going forward, because they've got a game in Atlanta. I mean, how can you keep the focus from becoming a another trap game, Admiral Akbar? Uh, I mean, you have to concentrate all firepower on that superstar destroyer. I think that, you know, it's they might lose in Atlanta. I think that. AD will have a great game. That's my prediction for Atlanta. I hope so. I mean, you know, you know, Rondo's going to want to, you know, Rondo's going to want to beat us. So he's going to bring his A game. You know, Trey Young's for real, man. You know, you can question maybe his defense a little bit. But the load that he carries, he, he reminds me of the season that Kobe had where he outscored Dallas by himself over three quarters, scored 81 mm-hmm. points, where he just is having to do so much on that end of the floor to make that team function at a basic NBA level that you kind of have to let the defense go a little bit. You know, he's doing so much, of, carrying so much of the load offensively. His range is ungodly. You know, his his shot making ability is is ridiculous. Great future um, Laker. 
<laughs> I, I would love that. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, I, 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 I love how, I, hey, well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we can only have so many, uh, so many amazing players for the. You know, Clutch has more than twelve players. players. I, don't I know just want to let you know. What was that? Yeah. There what might not be a limit on how many Clutch players we can have. Uh, well, Clutch has. No a, well, Clutch has more than fifteen clients. I, I just want to I say that out loud. Okay, so they can't have everybody on the Lakers team. No, and there's the there little thing of the salary cap, and I Trey don't know Young, what Trey Young might be the best point guard that uh, Clutch has got on. But you know, just, just like just like the Knicks can't have all the CA players and, and so on and so forth. But uh, man, Knicks are balling this year. I'm very happy for the Knicks. I, I don't like it when teams like like legacy franchises just like are mired in the mud. What was that, L. Rob? It's amazing what a good coach will do. Well, yeah, a, a tough at least course. defensively. Yeah, that that is until he tires them all that because they're they're playing like a ton <laughs> of minutes. They're they're, they're oh, yeah. got a they've got a short rotation and a very very just he's, uh, he's going to burn Julius Randle. I was going to say he's riding yeah. Julius Randle like a, like a kid rides one of those mechanical horses outside of Kmart. They, they used to have you know like, we. Yeah, I was actually looking all. at how we could trade for Julius. Uh, Emmanuel quickly. I was hoping that the Lakers would go ahead and find uh, some way to get him, but he was somebody that I, I had an eye on, and that he's doing very well for the team. Yep. He's actually ball the ball best. Center is his position. There's no doubt about it, man. He's yep. he, he's playing as the best rookie for the next team after all yep. that hype goes into Obi Toppin and all that. But yep. again, there's a lot of great things going on for the Lakers. Not yet. Back at the top of the NBA, almost. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I want to be top matter. three. In the, I want us to be top three in the West. I want us to oh. be top three in the West. I would. We'll see. They're, they're fifteen and six right now. But L. Rob, I want to ask you this before we head on out, my friend, and that is this: with the Lakers going forward, what are you? What things are you wanting them to focus on first? I mean, when you're going back and you're you understand that that Frank Vogel is going to have a discussion with the team. What do you want them to go ahead and work on first and foremost? For me, I think it's trying to find and force a way to go ahead and get into more transition because a lot of these other things that they're doing right now are going to need they're they're going to need bigger fixes. I think the one thing that they can fix is they they have a tendency right now to just go ahead and lull themselves to sleep. I see them walk the ball up too many times. I see them being you know just going ahead and just okay, Schroeder's going to take it, but I see him slow up. Instead of just go ahead, go for it. Try to pound it. At least take it, drive drive it. If there's nothing there, kick it right back out. What are some of the small tweaks that you can see the Lakers doing here in the next few games? Well, when when Casal's not on the court, I like to, him to be more aggressive defensively. And I think if they did that, that would lead to what you would like to see. I think that would create turnovers and get them out running and force teams to, uh, you know, pay, play a little faster pace. So I think that would help a lot. I also just want to run some offense, man. Don't don't just throw the ball to LeBron. Just watch him hold it for 10 seconds and then shoot his three-point. And run, run, run. You got some good players. Run some offense. Casal's a great passer. Use him. Right? Yeah. Let, 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 Couldn't agree more. All the plays. You want to get KCP in the game? Let him come around and pick off a of Casal and shoot the ball. I just, you know, uh, probably the most important thing, though, is defensively because we know that's what win championships. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important. Just create a defensive mindset. I don't think it's there yet, but I don't know if it's going to be there until AD is ready to, you know, to play like the AD we know he can play. I read an article saying he's looking at these games, he's playing his way in shape, and he's not there yet. You can see 
you know, he looked like he was winded at the beginning of the game, you know, five minutes into the game. And I don't maybe he's still hurt or something, but he just doesn't look right yet. So No. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. But you can't say I mean the Lakers because of where they're at and the fact that they are world champions. They, they seemingly have this ideal that a lot of world champions fall into is that they can go ahead and turn it on at any point in time. And you saw it in the fourth quarter. I mean, they had that lousy last, again, end of the quarter, lousy end of the third quarter where they just gave up a ton of points and they didn't seem focused and you're de- they got themselves down by seven. But as soon as the fourth quarter kicked in, you saw intensity. You saw them running harder. You saw them playing harder. Jamie, did, uh, I'm not seeing things here, man. You no, just saw at the first five, seven minutes of that quarter, you just saw them turn it up and say, you know what, this is what we can do. And that's what I want to see. I, I just think it's a matter of where you are in the season and and the turnaround. I think the short turnaround, I think of where we are in the season and the fact that there are no players in the stands. You got to remember, like, for – two-thirds to almost three-quarters of the season last year, it was a regular NBA season. The Lakers were playing great, which meant even, you know, half the road games were like Laker home games, where more Laker fans in the stands pushing the team on. They more are Laker fans, you know? And we're not – that's – of all the teams in the NBA, I think the Lakers are the most affected by the lack of fans in the stands, not just because of at home, but because of when we go into – when we play the Clippers, when we play Atlanta – when we even play like the Knicks. I remember one year there were more Boston fans or there were fewer Boston fans at the Boston game than the Laker game. You know, th- these are not, these are real, these are real advantages and disadvantages that can be, you know, lost or gained with people in the stands. And so I think that that's a, a, all of it is compatible. You know, we saw the bubble with the seeding games, you know, a few games, but then it was the playoffs and the intensity ratchets up. So that's that's one thing, but this isn't this isn't that. You're still traveling. You're still going from a different hotel to a different hotel to a different hotel, from a bus to a plane to a bus. All of that stuff is going to be it's going to it's going to have an effect that you know a, a crowd could help you push through a little bit at the end of a game or a quarter. But you say that, and the Lakers have the best road record in the NBA. Yeah, but I agree. I, I, well, that's I think as much due best. to the fact because of again, Not there's. Because. There's no fans. no fans in the stands. And also, yeah. it's also that the Lakers are, that's who they were last year. They were a great road team last year. They they have, the, you know, they buckled down better on the road. Detroit, notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> but Detroit just never happened. Yeah. Try to wish it away. Try to wish we, it away. We, we you know, I, I think you make a great point, Jamie, because you got to remember that ultimately, ultimately, what these guys play the game for is as entertainers and they're inspired by the fans. It's the fans that really get them going and inspiring them. Especially um, in the regular home season. Court advantage the regular is all about, and there's no home court advantage anymore for anybody. Nobody. Um, and like you said, the Lakers, they had this little semi home court advantage everywhere because there were always were a lot of Laker jerseys in the stands, whether it's Detroit or, or Boston, even I remember, I remember those MVP chants for Kobe and all of these people are saying, Wow, look at the Boston fans are rooting for Kobe. Bull nope. Or excuse me, Gerald. <laughs> you could Popro, Popro. They yes. were it was the Laker fans in the stands that are that were screaming MVP, man. Come on. Be serious. Edit, edit, edit that one out in Popro, Gerald. Edit that one yeah. out in Popro. So 
you know, I, I think that's an important factor. And 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 then the travel thing is another thing. I, I think that the travel has really hurt the Lakers on this trip. You know, well, it's, the Grammy, it's the Grammy trip. It's yeah. the Grammy trip, right? For yeah. lack of a better word, it's the Grammy trip. It's right about. The, but I, but the I, think, I think that I think that Frank sees what's happening, and I'm hoping that he's he's going to. And, and I think Lee is exactly right that that we need to we can't be passive on defense. We can't be reactors on defense. We have to be proactive. We have to be aggressive. We have to make them do things that they don't normally do. And that means you take the ball out of the hands of the Tatums and the Browns. You take the ball out of the hands of the Hardens and, and, the, and the Steph Currys and so forth. And you force them to do things that they're not used to. And you fly around and rotate because that's the defense that we bet everything on. That's the defense that won the championship for us. And if we make any trades at the trade deadline, it's going to be to improve the roster with people who can play that kind of defense. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a case of, of, you know, we need, we need to get back to being able to do that. And, and there are a couple of players who were big keys to that, who aren't living up to it. One of them is obviously Anthony Davis, who I, I'm sure he will tell you the same thing he said a few days ago that we played like crap. And then the other one is Marky Morris, who's was the mainstay that really, along with Davis, won that championship. He was the guy who put who put Dwight Howard and and JaVale McGee to the bench. Um, and now he's not even in the rotation. And you know, he's like the tenth or eleventh guy. So I'm hoping that Frank will start narrowing down the rotation, sticking with fewer players out there, getting everybody so they can get into a pattern so everybody knows what their role is. Right now, it's we've, we're playing too many combinations of lineups that have never played with each other and don't have any chemistry together. And then hopefully we get home and we'll get a little home cooking and and things will things will be better and and we'll we'll start to get past this. But I we definitely have fallen into a malaise because the last three games have not been they haven't been fun games to watch as a Lakers fan. Maybe it's COVID or whatever, but I haven't had the same normal totally over intense attitude toward the games that I used to have last year where I'd be biting my fingernails and throwing things at the wall and you know and so yeah, forth. Like the players. <laughs> oh, know, I now I I'm just sitting there. I, I just like I watched the I watched the last few seconds when the Celtics are trying to score and I'm just sitting there watching it, you know? Yeah, you know, it wasn't like I was really screaming, no, stop him or anything like that, you know? Uh, it's just because I knew that hey, it's not going to matter. And usually I feel like my yelling and screaming actually is heard by the players, just like <laughs> the people in the stands. I, I've always believed that. I, crazy as it sounds, I truly believe all my life, all of the 50 years that I've rooted for the Lakers, that I make a difference. Well, you do. Oh, there you go. I mean, he's got a superpower that nobody else was aware of. That's well, amazing. Every fan and watching like, the game thinks that. He's the, he's the Aquaman of the Lakers. You know, <laughs> I can tell you myself, I was energized. I was not sitting down in the second half, or I was not sitting down in the fourth quarter. I was back Why to my so old self. Like the I, game, I, I was jumping around. By that. I was I was angering my <laughs> youngest daughter. Dad, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> Be quiet. You're yelling too much. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's when I know I'm really getting into it. And then definitely yeah. today I was getting into it. And that bucket by Schroeder at the end, 
or near the end. Uh, definitely uh, had me going back almost like as good to the level as I was in the uh, finals. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, I will say this. It's been a pleasure talking to each and every one of you. But before we head on out, L. Rob, I want you to start first. What are you looking forward to in the next week for the Lakers as they finish their road trip? Remember, they have played more road games than anyone in the NBA. I think one other team is tied with them at 13 games, but they've played more road games than anyone. What are you looking forward to seeing in the next week from the Los Angeles Lakers? I would like to see THT get the regular minutes he's got in the last few games, give him 15 minutes. That'll give him that energy that those other guys can't bring. And that'll help, you know, that, that'll give them a little more aggressiveness, I, I believe. And then I just want to see AD just continually around in the shape, those two guys. More minutes for THT. AD bringing just a little more uh, intensity defensively each game. Jamie, before we head on out, what five great things that you want to go ahead and see from the Lakers coming up here in the near future? I'd like to see a more consistent and active Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I would like to see the keys of the half-court offense uh, given a little more to Dennis Schroeder and let him work a two-man game with Gasol and uh, and AD and and give LeBron a little bit more time off on that end. and I agree with both the things that L. Rob said. And I also want to real quick give a shout out uh, to uh, Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray. Uh, thank you for your time as Sparks. Uh, I know this isn't a Sparks podcast, but they're the other LA basketball team that is uh, the second best. They're the second best LA basketball team, in my opinion. Uh, Clippers are third or fourth. Uh, I think there's a rec league and uh, Whittier that's maybe a little bit better than. Uh, Don't than forget the, Clippers, the Trojans. Trojans I mean, that's East LA. No, no, you know, even though I'm not a Bruins fan, they are 23rd ranked in the country. So fair and leading enough, the Pac-12. Fair enough. But, and USC's you know, right behind. Go but, Trojans. But, but the Fight true on. CP3. Love you, Candace. Thanks for every, everything you did. And congrats yes. on your championship. And good luck in Chicago. Uh, and then, you know, I just want to see us finish out the road trip strong with a win. Uh, it's going to be tough. Atlanta's playing a lot better than they have been in years past. And like I said, Rondo's probably going to go off for like a 30, 15, and 20 game. You know, 30 points, 15 <laughs> rebounds, 20 assists, and that he's going to give LeBron, a, you know, high five. Like, see what you're missing, baby? Again, that's just some great thoughts right there for you. I know we'll also see some five great things on Lakerholics.com from you. I wanted to go ahead and Chelsea Gray, well, welcome to Las Vegas. There you go. For her. You got a great and, point guard. You got a great point yeah. guard. And Candace Parker, again. Just thank you for everything she did for the Sparks. Uh, Las Vegas needs it. And anything that I can do to help out this area, which has been so hard hit. And Golden Knights right now have been hard hit because they're not even playing games right now with, due to coronavirus because they've the team's got it. So 
We'll see what happens there. But Laker Tom, before we head on out, my friend, I know you were looking at some things coming up here in the not too distant future for the Lakers. What are you looking forward to seeing them do to just make small little tweaks right now in their game going forward? Well, I think, like I said earlier, I, I, I think everything that L. Rob and, and that Jamie said, I agree with 100%. I just want them to get past this malaise, you know, get back home, start playing aggressive defense, start dominating defenses in the first half. Again, teams got off, the, the Celtics got off to a great start, even though I couldn't, couldn't see it because of Comcast. But uh, at any rate, I just want things to steady down. And I, I, you know, to me, it's all comes down to playing team basketball. We're relying on offense too much on isolating LeBron and AD. I mean, for one thing, one of the things that's so great about playing with LeBron is, is his ability to move the ball. And right now he's standing there holding the ball for 15 seconds of the 24 second clock and AD the same thing, you know, get get the ball to these guys on the move, make quick moves, go to the basket, shoot the threes. Don't worry about it. And then on defense, let's trap and let's hedge and let's, let's double guys and let's force people to do things that they're not doing. In other words, we've got to be the aggressors at both ends of the court. That's how we won the championship. And that's how we'll straighten this malaise out and get ourselves on track again. Albert Takero stopped by and left a comment with us right now. LeBron, and of course, obviously a LeBron fan indeed. So yeah, I mean, LeBron is still for us the MVP right now. Uh, I mean, he's still, even with the performance that Embiid had the game after they played the Lakers, I still would put LeBron right now at the head of the MVP class. I still think he's, he is a little bit above Jokic and also Embiid right now, but definitely thank you for the comment right there. You know, Laker Tom, Lonzo Ball had a great game the other day. You put him back in the trade market for the Lakers? Just wondering. The problem is there's just not a fit that works right now for us. Okay, well, you know we you can get we don't, we don't need a point guard who can't make his free throws and is afraid to attack the basket. So I love his defense. I think he can be a good three-point shooter. Um, and I love his playmaking and his passes ahead for fast breaks. You know, but I'm not going to willing to trade 13 million dollars of our payroll for him. There's nobody on the, that makes much money that I trade. I wouldn't trade KCP for him. I wouldn't Fine. trade Dennis for him. I wouldn't trade Errol for him. And we don't have a bunch of guys that we could put together to get him. You know, now I might be interested in Julius Randle <laughs> uh, as a you small too. ball center. I, I think he would be fabulous. I've always loved Julius as a, as a, as a five. I worry about his defense at times, but he's playing great. He, he could play great defense when he's motivated, but he goes through these periods where he doesn't. So, uh, you know, you got to give, you got to give credit to the Knicks. He, their new coach has got them playing defense. They're like the fifth ranked defense in the league. I think at this point in time, 28th on offense, but uh, almost shooting 35% from three this season. So he's really rounded out his game. No. His assists are, has been really something to, to be, uh, be proud of. You can too. look back at guys the Lakers have drafted and put together a pretty good team of guys that we've sent away. Well, since you don't want to go ahead and trade for Lonzo Ball, I will I tell do you want what, to trade for him, but I but we don't have the pieces. Yeah, well, since we, but since you can't, and you have, since you have it, the next best thing I got for you because I'm still trying to look for that super sweet warm-up suits that they had on today, the gray with black trail. No, those weren't as good as those weren't as good as those the ones when they got the awesome. championship rings. Uh, well, I'll take the championship. But two hundred seventy-five dollars for for a hoodie, 
I'm just saying these the ones they were wearing tonight were really awesome. And while I'm trying to look for it on the NBA store, I got something for you. You could it's on clearance, it's on discount. It is a Lonzo Ball hoodie. You can get for yourself right now. Just $26.99. $26.99 right there for you. Post the link in the chat. Post the link. Actually, I'm sorry. $29.99 for you right there. Oh, yeah. Just just like his qualifying offer. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Well, it was 64. (laughs) It was 64. But I'm still looking for that sweet warm up suit that the Lakers were wearing tonight. My search will continue. I'm sure I'll have to pay a dearly for it if I ever decide. I'm I'm resurrecting resurrecting some of my old time favorite trade targets. Okay, we'll trade. We'll trade for some of those those sweet suits. There you go. I'll take some of those warm up suits. The gray and the black trim that looked awesome. I'll tell you what, I'm thinking about that for this Christmas. Maybe I'll sell Mrs. Uh, Laker Tom's cookies for those. Yeah. So let's see what yeah. we can do. All right, guys, it's been great. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. There you go. Well, what can I say? I, they were just awesome. To look at. I just you know I'm just like you works of art. Mine. Yes, I, I might have to get some GameStop money, though, for that. But before we head on out, guys, I just wanted to go ahead and say it's been great having you aboard once again. The Lakers, once again, pull out a victory. Didn't come easy, but it still came for us. It is 96-95 victory over the Boston Celtics. And any win over the Boston Celtics is a good yep. one indeed. That's right. That's Amen. Right. Yeah, that's for right. sure. Guys, it's been great having you aboard this time around for the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Once again, we will be here after the game on Monday. That's Monday. They're going to be playing in Atlanta. So we'll be here after the game in Atlanta right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.